Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. I'm Barry Miracle. I'm going to be your dream coach for the next little while. And um, I want to get right into our topic today. And we're doing a series on the ascended life that we not only at our born-again experience, where we crucified with Christ, resurrected with Christ, but we were also ascended with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. Even Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, and raised us up, come on, we're up, raised us up together and made us sit together and made us sit together in where? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are you in the anointed one and his anointing? If you are and you have become one, and here's another scripture we're going we're gonna to touch on as well in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. But the Lord who joins himself, the one who, sorry, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. You become one with the spirit of the living God. You become one with the Christ. You have become one of the many brethren or sisterin that were that were um, that came from the last Adam, who was the firstborn. And so we have become part of this royal race. We are seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You're seated in the throne, on the throne, in the right hand of the power of God. This is who you are because you are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a mind, a will, and emotions. I possess a soul. Your soul is your CPU unit, your your central processing unit, the thing that processes experiences in history and education and memories. And you, but you are not the sum total of your education, your history, your memories, or your culture, your pedigree, or your social and economical situation. This is not who you are. You are a born-again believer, a part of a royal race who right now are, is ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus, seated far above all principalities and powers of darkness. This is who you are as a spirit. Now our job, according to 3 John 2, that says, Beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. It's all about your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions prospering. And so this is what gives you the proper perspective because your spirit is already saved. Your spirit is saved to the uttermost. You are born again. You are perfect. This is how you get to be in heaven is by perfection. You are seated in heavenly places. You are living in the kingdom of God. This is what you are doing. This is who you are. And we must live 
from our seated position in Christ Jesus upon the throne of God with him ruling and reigning far above all principalities and powers of darkness. So we must live from that place. And this is our perspective. So we live. So here's the deal. You're not living for victory. You're not living for uh, to become righteous. You're not living uh, for your ability to be a solution or an answer. You're living from your righteousness. You're living from your victory. You're living from the answers and the solutions. And you're, and you're living from the war already won. So you got to see it this way. And that's where I'm going to hit today. Is, is Last week I spoke on perspectives. And having a proper perspective gives you a proper perception, ability to properly perceive the situation. Everything I go into, and you need to adopt this, every situation I go into, I am already victorious. How I see it really matters. Because you can be sidetracked if you don't see yourself victorious in every situation. And victory doesn't necessarily mean uh, an expected outcome. But I want to tell you, it's going to be better than I thought. And I'm going to have more treasures than I had before when I come out. When I come out of this trial, because every day I go into the darkness, every day, every day there's sufficient evil that is waiting for us because the enemy's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And when I'm full of God, and I want to tell you, I'm full of God on my worst day. And I'm on, on, I am the temple of Holy Spirit. I am the temple of God. I am full of God. And when I step into a, a demonic situation, or if I step into a problem or a pain, or I step into an accusation, or I step into a lie, or I step into a, a room of depression, or I step in, I want to tell you there's a, a demand of victory being made. There's a demand of the anointing being made. There's a a demand that begins to empower me. I want to tell you, every time I step into a situation that looks impossible, the power of God is being produced. Jesus went into the wilderness full of the Spirit, and the Bible says that he came out full of power. Whenever I go into a negative situation, I know one thing. This is my perspective. I'm living from victory and I've already won this war. I've already won this battle because the war has already been won. And I just have to walk in obedience. Somebody say obedience is my greatest weapon. Come on, somebody say it out there. Obedience is my greatest weapon here on the earth. And as I walk in obedience to my calling, to my election, to my purpose, to God's dream, (coughs) sorry, for my life, when I walk according to his dream, according to his plan, according to my calling, and according to my purpose, I cannot be defeated. It may look horrible. You don't even know what I had to do today for other people. And it looks horrible. And I lost a really good friend today. And my my heart goes out to Larry um, Snyder and and Gilead Fellowship in Picton, Ontario. My my heart goes out to those people this day. 
And I'm, and, but I want to tell you, we have the victory. Larry right now has the victory. He's in, he's in, in the arms of his loving Savior. And, and he, he's been waiting for this moment when he gets to go to heaven. But I want to tell you, you do not have to go down in defeat, not one single day. This is what Catherine Kuhlman said. You do not have to go down in defeat. So you can, you know, you need to know this. This is a perspective I'm giving you today. Whenever you go into a negative situation, whenever the enemy is coming in like a flood, you need to know as you walk in obedience to the scriptures, as you call on the greater grace from God, because when the enemy comes in like a flood, you need to know that the spirit is waiting for you to call upon the greater grace and he will come into your situation that will more than outweigh and more than flood out the enemy and raise you up to a, a higher watershed mark of your life. You're gonna, you need to know at the end of the day, I don't know how long the trial may last. I don't know how long the tribulation will, will last. But you need to have the perspective that you're looking for a treasure in the midst of the darkness. It's time that you understand that when the enemy comes against you and, and you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, you need to be looking around for your for your fork, your knife, your chopsticks. I don't know what your, your favorite utensil is because you're about to be seated in heavenly places right in that valley of the shadow of death. You need to know that you are. In the valley of the shadow of death, you are seated in heavenly places and you're about to feast in the physical realm right in front of your enemies because you are about to find something far greater. God is hiding blessings and graces and harvests in the midst of the darkest places. And do you have the audacity to sit down and look around and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and see all the treasures that he has prepared for you, hidden from the enemy, but hidden for you. So this is what I want to talk to you about today. Uh, this, you know, your perspective presents your perception. We'll, we'll, we'll formulate your perspective and you need to have a proper perspective of whose you are, who you are, and to whom you're called. It's all about belonging, believing, and becoming. It's whose you are, who you are, and to whom you're called. And it's all about belonging, then believing, and then becoming. But you got to see, you got to see it properly. And so if I'm, if I'm going to break down the... Um, word perspective, okay? So the actual etymology of perspective is the science of optics. And what everybody in marketing and, and, and everybody that is marketing to you every day is what, how can, what are the optics of the branding? What, what are the optics? What, are the, what is the visual? What is, what is the science? Your perspective is the science of Optics. It, it also means clearly perceived. It comes from uh, 
words per is forward and through. Uh, uh, spec, spec her, look at, and spec to observe. So it has everything to do with your optics, with your optical lobe, with your perception, with your perceiving of what is happening. What is the science of the optics is what we're looking for right now. We, we need the study of the ability to understand what we're seeing. There's rules of engagement that we must know in this season. And one of the rules of engagement are you must see things from the heavenly realm. It's really important for you to set your mind or set your affections on the things that are above. You got to set your mind. You got to set your affections on the things above, not on the things of the earth. And in the, that's in the New King James Version. So Colossians chapter three, verse two says in the, in the uh, Passion Translation, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. You have to on purpose look above. You have to set your mind. You got to set your affections. You got to look above. Your gaze will determine your days. Your gaze will determine your days. You, it's all about you seeing properly. And you must see properly by filling your thoughts and your mind. You got to see it. If you can see it, you can have it. Moses was not allowed to go into the promised land, but he saw it, so he possessed it. If you can see it, if you can see where it is written, if you can see the promises of God that are yes and amen, if you, if you can read it in the word and, and you can find the promises and you can see it, you can speak it, and if you can speak it, you can manifest it. God says in, in Isaiah 48, 6 and 7, look at all of this. You see this, but you will not prophesy. You will not declare it. And then he says in verse seven, I did not create everything in the beginning. I'm creating some things right now by those that will see the promises, will see the answer, will see themselves seated in heavenly places with a perspective of heaven, your perspective, your, your science of optics, your, your perspectives must be from God's perspective. Your gaze will determine your days. What you behold is what you will become. What you behold is what you eventually will become. The more you pay attention to something, the more chance that it will grow and it will overflow in your life. It's all about your perspective. What, how are you seeing the war? How are you seeing the, the, um, the situation in Canada and the division that we are having in our nation? Is it all your, is your perspective coming from the 24 news, uh, 24 hour news stations? Is your perspective coming from CNN or Fox News or is your perspective 
found rooted in the word of God and what the spirit is saying. You need to know the rules of engagement and you just can't take anything flowing down the trough and eat that and expect to have a proper perspective on the situation because your perspective will create your perceptions and your perceptions shall be your reality. You live within your limited perceptions and it's time to increase your and get a proper perspective the ability to see your perspective is your ability to clearly perceive and see what is truly happening you don't have to just take the face value of what people are saying on the news or 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 the negative reports you you're not a critic you are a believer and you must believe in the promises of God that, that are still yes and amen. The, the promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. And you need to know that when you see God's ways and you see it from God's perspective, you can create a different perception in your world, in your spheres of influence, in your metron of ministry, at your business, in, in your schools, and in your family. You don't have to be dictated to. In this realm, you can be the one that takes dominion by having a proper perspective on the situation. So I'm going to give to you over the next few minutes a couple of scriptures that you can base this on. I already gave you a couple of really powerful scriptures that we are seated together in in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2.6. And you need to also know that 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that that you have become one with the spirit of the living God. You have become one with Christ and his anointing. You are one with God and you are seated in heavenly places. If we can get just those two concepts, this changes everything. And when your perspective changes and you can see the victory, you can see the war that is an already won. You need to see the war already won. And when you step in obedience, you are just stepping into the place of your victory. Obedience is your greatest weapon. And you need to get rid of your pride. You need to get rid of your your uh, um, self-made man attitude and um, uh, a mano and self-made man kind of stuff. You got to get rid of that nonsense because that will destroy you. You need to be submitted and committed to to the purposes of God and follow his will and say, not my will, but thy will be done. I want to guarantee you this. If you can lay aside your pride and you just say, Father God, I don't care. I don't need that. I don't need to be that self-made man. I, I need to be the man that you purpose for me to be. I want to be, and I want to I guarantee you this. I, I want you to understand this. When you submit to God and you repent all the way through and you say, Father God, not my will, but your will be done on earth and in my spheres of influence and in my in my world your will be done on earth as it is in heaven when you begin to live your life in obedience to god is when life begins to be very exciting and you begin you begin to step into and 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 cause harvests of biblical proportions to come forth in your life it's all about obedience and 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 hearing and so you need to see properly you need to hear properly you need to perceive properly 
Say, Father, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to perceive what the Spirit is saying. And when you hear and you obey and you pray, you begin to step in and create a brand new day. Come on now. This is time for us to walk in obedience. He wants to throw, he wants to show you. He wants you to see where to throw the net. And when you see it and you throw the net, you begin to take harvest. And you begin to get a harvest when nobody else is taking a harvest. He wants to show you the hidden treasures. He wants to show you the treasures in darkness. He wants to show you and he wants to bless you. You're our economics are not controlled by this world. The economics of God are controlled by seeing, hearing, perceiving, and obeying. Okay. So I want to take you to a couple more scriptures. I want to take you to Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. And this is where blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, the one that was blind, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Timaeus means marginalized. So blind Bartimaeus heard the word of the Lord. He heard that Jesus was coming by. So the first thing you need to know is that for you to see properly, you got to be able to hear where the where Jesus is at. And you need to know that proximity is power. So I say proximity is power. So you need to know that you are seated with Christ Jesus. Hear the word of the Lord today. You're listening today so you can see better tomorrow. Hear the word of the Lord. Proximity is power. And you are sitting in the midst of power because your proximity is seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. You are ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus. You are with the master who already won the the war and all you have to do now is walk in obedience. Hear him today and you will see better tomorrow. So blind Bartimaeus heard that that Jesus was coming by way of Jericho. Jericho means is the place, sorry. Jericho is the place where they, where they, te, where they ruad with a te ruah, where they gave a shout with a great shout and the walls came down. He, 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 Jesus was coming to the place of the shout. Jesus was coming to the place where, where people were about to hear. Jesus was coming by Jericho and as he came by Jericho, a man called Blind Bartimaeus, the one that could not see, who was the son of the marginalized man, he, he, he received his um, robe that allowed him to beg legally. And he was a, leg, a, a legal beggar. And he was able to beg. And today he was wearing this this legal garment that allowed him, that identified him. But he was not going to allow the identification of his uh, deficit stop him from receiving his ability to see. Hear the word of the Lord today so you can see 
better tomorrow. So he positioned himself and he began to cry out in the place of crying out. He began to shout with a great shout at the place where there was a shout with a great shout. And there's an anointing to cry out. And I'm, pro- I'm providing for you a moment in time where you can cry out and receive and hear the word of the Lord that says, come up here. If you can hear, come up here, you're very close to you seeing better than before. He cried, oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says as he's walking by that cry and, and, the, and, and some of the disciples around him say, shut up, blind Bartimaeus. Know your role. Stay in your place. Don't bother the master. He's too busy for a cripple like you. He's got things to do and people to see. Shut up. Sit down. Know your role, blind Bartimaeus. Son of the marginalized one, sit down, shut your mouth. That's what the enemy's trying to say to you. And I'm, and I'm saying to you, and the, the spirit that was on John the Baptist that day, that the Bible says he cried out even the more. Don't let your deficit and don't let the people that are around the throne, around Jesus or around your, your miracle stop you from crying out. And he kept on crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that he stopped, that Jesus, the creator of the universe, stopped still and said, what do you want? And he said that I could see. Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says that he threw aside the garment that identified him as being a person of deficit. And at the same time, I believe he was throwing aside the identification of being a marginalized one. And then if we keep going on, we'll, we, uh, from Luke chapter 18, verses 35 to 43, we go into um, Luke chapter 19, 1 through 10, and we, we back to back, we have blind Bartimaeus, and then we have this other gentleman named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus positioned himself, but the Bible says he was short in stature. He he had some shortcomings in his life. He had too much month and not enough money, if you know what I'm talking about. He, He could not see properly. So the Bible says for him to see properly, he had to He had to go and find a place where it would give him a better perspective on the whole situation. So the Bible says that he went and found the seek him more tree. Some people call it the sycamore tree, but I like to call it the seek him more tree. And he climbed up the seek him more tree and he went out on the limb of faith and he branched out and he was able to see with a better perspective. And as Jesus was walking by, he saw Zacchaeus who was no longer in a position where he could not see properly, he repositioned himself 
to have a better perspective. And he could see Jesus. And when he could see Jesus, Jesus could see him. And he said this. Today, I'm going to your house. Today, salvation is entering into your life. What the Lord is doing, and even at this moment on this podcast, he is is positioning, he's micro-positioning, and he's micro-repositioning so that you can see properly. Hear the word of the Lord today. Like blind Bartimaeus, Jesus is coming by your way, Jane. Jesus is coming by your way, Bob. Uh, Jesus is coming by your way, Mr. Smith. Jesus is coming by your way, Zachariah. He's coming by your way. Position yourself. Cry out and you will have a better perspective. You got to climb up the seek him more tree today. If you crawl, if you begin to praise him and seek him more, the Bible says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. If you will just seek him today, if you'll climb up the seek him more tree and go out on the limb and, and take a step of faith, you will get a better perspective. Can I get somebody to praise Jesus for what he's done for you already? If he's never done another thing but save your spirit and, and, and saved you from an eternal damnation, if he's never did one more thing than that, it's time you get up and pray. Praise him and thank him for everything that he's done for you. It's time to get a better perspective. You can praise your way out of the pit. You can praise your way out of the valley. You can praise your way out of the depression. You can praise your way. God wants to give you beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. There's a there's a yareshing, a displacing, a removing as you begin to praise him. Praise your way into you seeing from a better perspective. It's all about living the ascended life. You have ascended. You are ascending and you shall ascend. But you've got to see properly. You've got to have a proper perspective. Like blind Bartimaeus, he heard and positioned himself. God has been helping you. And, and pushing you and, and, and drawing you and positioning you so that you would see better. And you have heard and you have been repositioning yourself so that you could see and have a better perspective. And if you can see Jesus, Jesus can see you. Climb up out through your praise Use the ladder of worship and the ladder of praise and the ladder of thanksgiving and you will be exalted far above all the fray and you will see yourself the way God sees you as the victorious one. You can walk in victory every day of your life. I bless you all. And as we continue on this series, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this inspired you. And we're going to break it down even a little more on what it is to live from the third heaven. It's time for you to move from a second heaven warfare to a third heaven reality.
Live from whose you are. Live from your belonging. Live from who you are. Live from your believing. Live knowing to whom you're called. And live knowing who you're ministering to. In Jesus' mighty name. This is Barry Maracle. I'm going to sign off for now. And please, once again, uh, keep my my precious um, uh, family, uh, my, my sorry, my precious friends' family, Larry Schneider's wife, Kathy, and their children, and the Gilead Church in Picton, Ontario. Keep them in prayer. I love you all. If you need any resources, if you like what you've heard here today, please give me a five star. Please write a, a, a comment on your podcast carrier. And let's get this word out to people because people need to see the Lord. And if they can see the Lord, they can have him come into their home. And when you have Jesus, when you let God arise, the enemy is nowhere to be found. It's not about focusing on the enemy. It's about facing our God. Until next week, this is Barry Manifold. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.